Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pet podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 384 of Get Paid for Your Pad. So today's going to be a very special episode and do something that I haven't done before. And uh, let me explain quickly what I'm going to do. So every week I do a training in the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, which is our starter program for anybody who wants to get involved in Airbnb, whether it's building a, a management company or just listing uh, some some units that you own or uh, rental arbitrage, whatever you want to do. If you want to get started with Airbnb, then we offer education in the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy and I do a weekly uh, training in that group. So every, every week I go live through Zoom, all of our students, they join on the live Zoom call and we do a training. Sometimes we have guest speakers, we answer questions from our students and that's really how, uh, that's really meant to help our students uh, make progress, right? Because uh, we learned that often it's not enough to just provide the information. A lot of uh, people actually need some guidance, some, some life support, and some community, some uh, some sense of community as well, and some accountability to really take action. So um, what I want to do today is I'm actually going to play a recording of the training that I did yesterday, which is on the update that Airbnb made to their platform. So as you probably know, Airbnb came out with a, a big update on Monday, and they, they roll out a number of uh, updates, a total of 103 updates. This is the biggest the biggest update Airbnb has ever done to their platform. And so I'm in the training, I'm going to go through exactly what the, the updates are, what the most important updates are, um, and also how we should adapt as hosts. Um, but you, you're going to listen to the entire call. So you're going to hear some of our students. You're going to hear from uh, Mr. Thibaut Masson as well. He, he is a, a guest speaker that I invited for this call. I oft, oftentimes I do that, you know, to uh, I, I get somebody from the industry to join our student calls to, uh, you know, to provide a different perspective and, uh, and to teach us some, uh, some stuff that they uh, are experts on. So in this uh, particular training, we have Thibaut as a guest speaker you'll hear from some of our students as well um so i think that would be cool just also for you to get an idea of uh, how these calls are being run um, but also the updates are of course are really important to uh, understand right the airbnb is uh, probably one of your biggest platforms or you get most of your bookings probably from airbnb so it's really important to understand the updates that they came out with this week so i'm gonna start the recording so uh, have fun and I'll, I'll be back afterwards. This meeting is being recorded. Everybody hates this Zoom message. I've been on a, a Zoom call pretty much every day uh, today that, for this week that's being recorded. And uh, everybody hates the new Zoom, this meeting is being recorded message. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty annoying. But uh, anyway, welcome, uh, welcome to the call, guys. Uh, what's up, John, Dan, Bernardo? Good to see you. Sharon, Rob, Dan. Uh, if you can, turn on your video. It would be really nice to see your beautiful faces. And we have a, uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Mr. Thibaut Masson. What's up, Thibaut? Did I pronounce your surname correct? Yeah, perfect, perfect. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, uh, I'll give you a, uh, a, a, a better intro in a minute or so as people uh, are joining. Just want to make sure that everybody who's going to join the call is on there before I, uh, I give you the, the intro. So um, 
So let's uh, let's kick it off with some wins, guys. So I would say the win for me is just the the Airbnb update. Um, I really believe, and and that the whole call is going to be about the Airbnb update. Um, I really believe that uh, Airbnb made some incredible moves um, and updates to their platform. I think this is gonna this is gonna really attract a lot more people to the Airbnb platform. I think the amount of bookings that people make on Airbnb is gonna go up. Um, so I'm uh, I'm super excited about this update, um, and it actually uh, Brian Chesky's announcement. There was there was something uh, personal for me in there actually that I'll share with you guys, which was pretty funny, um, kind of a big coincidence. But um, but yeah, so I'm excited about this call. Uh, we're gonna go through the 103 updates. Uh, most of them are pretty minor, so we can we can go through them pretty quickly. But I think there's a couple major changes that we need to talk about and we need to figure out uh, how do we adjust as hosts, right? Because if we're ahead of the curve, uh, the people who just first are always uh, able to take advantage most of, uh, of any new updates and changes to platforms. So before I uh, get into it, let's, uh, let's share some wins. So who wants to share a win? What's one positive thing that happened in your business or your personal life in the last seven days? Mr. John, take it away. Yeah, I'll go. I'm so excited. I can't even hold it in. I'm, I'm calling for my new house slash office space. I've been looking for a new space for like nine months. And I finally closed on like a ranch style home and it has a big guest house so I can house hack it with Airbnb. Uh, yeah, I'm just like so freaking excited going through the process of designing it for myself, but also designing it for Airbnb and mine too. So Huge win. I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm actually really uh, pumped on the Airbnb updates also. Like, I think it's yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to hear your uh, your perspective too, because uh, one of the updates that they uh, came out with is, uh, of course, the mentoring, the one-on-one -on -one mentoring and the uh, uh, super host support. I know you're a part of that as an Airbnb uh, ambassador. So I'd love to get your thoughts uh, as well on uh, on all the updates. Um, all right, let's do one more win before we dive into it. Who's got, who's got something to share? Bernardo? Got a couple of units, a couple more units. Awesome, Bernardo. <laughs> how, many, how many are you at right now? Uh, close to 20. Oh, nice. You're getting there. Awesome. Sweet, man. Congratulations. All right. So let's, let me officially introduce our guest. So raise your hand if you are familiar with Mr. Thibaut Masson. Nobody, nobody familiar with Thibault. He's pretty famous, um, but that's good because then you get to know somebody new. Um, so I've known Thibault for quite a, a while. Um, we've uh, we've actually met at the Booking.com headquarters in Amsterdam back in the day. Uh, we were briefly talked about me potentially writing some uh, education, um, just like I did with uh, Get Paid for Your Pet for Airbnb. But Thibault is uh, the founder of Rental Scale Up, uh, which is a blog. Uh, a very good blog on vacation rentals. He writes excellent articles. I often use it as a resource uh, and inspiration for uh, for my own content. So Thibaut, thank you for for for, for that. Uh, he also owns vacation rentals in Sint Bart's. It's a little island in the Caribbean and in Bali in Indonesia. He leads uh, innovative projects for companies within the vacation rental industry. And he uh, he was formerly in charge of the product marketing for vacation rentals for booking.com. So with that, uh, Mr. Thibault, you wanna quickly say some words to our friendly Strapa students? Yeah, again, thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And I was saying Jasper uh, before the call that's really, you know, I've been following a bit. I think I'm part of the, um, of the group or the Facebook group somewhere. So I do follow what you guys are doing. It's very impressive. I really love the, the energy. I'm really, I really like the energy that you guys have and it's shared and starting with a win, for example, the way everything is structured. I'm very, very impressed by, you know, the coaching, mentoring, I don't know what to call this mastermind format that you guys have. It, it's very impressive because, um, I mean, last year was so tough for everybody in the industry and this year is like <laughs> unbelievable, right? And that to see that a lot of you are, you know, making sure that you, you're riding this wave and trying to make the best of it. It's it's pretty impressive. So I'm I'm psyched being here, and hopefully I can bring you so some insights to uh, do even better. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we dive into it, would you want to share a little bit about your story and the vacation rentals that you run um, and your involvement with Booking.com? Sure. Um, sure, sure. So um, I don't know how about you guys and, and how you got into the industry, but on my side, it started, um, I think, close to 25 years ago. Um, I look, thanks to surgery and good lighting, I, I look younger, but... Um, my ex and I, we uh, went on vacation on a French-Dutch island called St. Martin in the Caribbean. And we spent a day on a nearby island called St. Bart's. And we just spent a day there. We're like, wow, it's fantastic. We love this place. And 25 years ago, it was not as famous maybe as it is today. And um, uh, the year, following year, we go back there and we, we say, why don't, you know, wow, it's fantastic. Why don't we... Why, why, don't just, why don't we just visit some islands? So as you may know, if you run property management companies, sometimes you have people who do some kind of window shopping because they're bored. So they're just going to say they want to visit a few properties. So just try to run away from these people, like, like uh, people like me, because we just wanted to see the inside of some villas. So went to a property manager and say, oh, we'd love to visit some place and maybe to buy one. And this person was kind enough. And then they told us, you know what? You could actually own one of these places. And we're like, what? He said, well, because one of those places, they've been around for some years and probably they only have bookings for the following year. In a local bank, we don't understand that, that you're not buying a house. You're buying a business, a business that has already, you know, uh, bookings logged for the following year. We're like, wow, really? So that's how we ended up having a villa in St. Bart's uh, before we could even own an apartment in our hometown of Paris in, in France. So it was completely crazy. But again, you guys know this you know, really well, right? What we're talking about here. So we discovered this. So we started this. And then long story short, some point I saw the company I had and we started really living full-time in St. Bart's, build a second property. Um, for some reason, <laughs> build another one on the other side of the world in Bali and bought a, a second one. Um, so that's how I came into an industry. And But the issue I had is that uh, I was really, really far from anything. So no property manager in Bali, for example, wanted to take my property. So uh, I went online to find good information. I got a book called Get Paid for Your Pad, which is a very good book. You should buy it. And actually, I turned to you know, mentors or people in the industry who knew things. And uh, I'm like, okay, I need direct bookings. That's so I, I did this. And at some point, I even started doing some consulting to explain you know, how I was successful doing this remote hosting thing. Um, and to find more, you know, bigger clients, what I did, um, I went, I started attending conferences. So I speak at conferences like VIMA, for example, or uh, host or different kind of conferences, because I thought my clients would be there, the big property managers I could do consulting for. But in the room, they, there was actually somebody from booking.com. So I don't know how many of you... Um, are maybe have listed their places with booking.com. Anyone? Let's see one, two, see hands. Okay, good. Um, well, that's great. So at the time, uh, I, I, I went I went on stage and people were just like calling out booking.com. They were like criticizing so much and how terrible it was. But then in the room, there was somebody from booking.com telling me, why don't you come and work with us? And what I really like, they were very clear on where they sucked. Like basically they, take, they were taking a hotel platform and trying to get vacation rentals in. It was super hard, but they were very clear about what was wrong. So I chose to join them um, at the headquarters. And basically I spent five years with them trying to bring in short-term rental insights, working with the product teams, developing new features. So tweaking this hotel product basically to make it more palatable to short-term rentals. And part of my job as well was keeping an eye on Airbnb, you know, be able to say, hey, that's what they're doing. So, yeah. And I left that job a few months ago, uh, two months ago, and I'm full-time on Rental Scale-Up. So Rental Scale-Up is a media. So we talk about, you know, what are the big companies doing, Airbnb, Booking, and the rest. Uh, we're talking about market trends, and we're talking also about um, new technology. So that's what we do on, on Rental Scale-Up, but that's, I guess, why I'm here today. Awesome. Sweet. And for the people who just jumped on, uh, we have Thibaut on the call today as he's a expert in the, in the industry. He writes excellent content always on the rental skill up blog. I read his emails uh, 
every every single email he he writes, I read it. Um, so uh, today we're we're going to dive into the updates uh, for on the Airbnb platform. Of course, we had 103 updates, so we need to understand what are the most important ones and how should we adjust as hosts. Um, all right, guys. So let's uh, let's dive into it. We uh, we have a lot to cover, of course. Um, so let's talk about the updates that Airbnb came out with. Um, I'm going to share my screen. I'm sure everybody has seen this page. Does everybody know how to get to this page? Airbnb.com says 2021. You can see the announcement that Brian Chesky made, and you can see every single update that is in here uh, as well. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna kind of walk you guys through what I think are the most important updates and the consequences. Then I'm gonna open it up to Thibaut, get his perspective as well, and then we'll open it up to the room and we'll have a, a fun group discussion around what we think of these uh, of all these new updates. So um, I think the the most significant update by far is in the flexibility that Airbnb has added to the platform on the guest side. So they've added three things, flexible destinations, um, which is essentially a way for people to, to discover unique stays, right? We're talking about tree houses, boats, cabins, all that kind of stuff. So instead of, instead of just choosing a location and putting in your dates, you can just now say, I want to stay at a tree house. Where, where are the tree houses in my, in my area? And depending on how many there are, uh, Airbnb will then either zoom in or zoom out. Um, so uh, you'll have a, you'll always have a great, good overview of where these are. So my first takeaway is I think the demand for unique properties is going to go up. I already thought it was going to go up anyway because that's just a trend that's been going on for a while. I've, we've talked about this many times on these uh, calls. If it's not Instagrammable then it's probably not going to do very well in the, in the near future. That's kind of how the younger people uh, think about the, in their lives. It's all about experiences and it's, it's, it's about sharing it on Instagram, right? So, um, so that's the first part. It's the, uh, the unique stays, unique properties, I think, are going to uh, go up in demand. And they're already very high. There's already a lot of demand for these properties. So if you're thinking of uh, doing something unique, I know Alyssa in our group just uh, started running out some some silos, uh, which uh, look look really awesome. I think that's a great move. Next, flexible matching includes listings that lie just outside of a specified search to show more options. I really I really like this new feature um, because this is going to give the guest a lot more options. All right, because I mean, when you when you select the 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 search parameters uh, for a search on Airbnb, it's not all black and white, right? I might be searching for a hot tub, but if I can find a property that's attractively priced and that has everything I'm looking for except for the hot tub, I might very well consider staying there. And so, what's going to happen is we're gonna we're gonna be as as guests, we're gonna be. Um, served with more options, which may, which makes the chance that we're actually going to book a unit higher, right? So I think the main effect from from this particular um, flexibility is that I think the booking uh, conversion rate is going to go up. More people are going to be able to find something on Airbnb that is uh, that they want to book, and as a result, fewer people are then going to jump on a different platform. Because essentially what happens, you know, I, as you guys know, I've been using Airbnb since 2011. I've stayed at over 100 Airbnbs. If I can't find something something good on Airbnb, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to Booking.com and I'm booking a hotel, right? So um, that's that's my process. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of other people as well. They look on Airbnb. If you can't find something, you go to VRBO or you go to Booking.com. All right. So next up is, and this is, in my opinion, probably the most single one, most significant uh, adjustment that Airbnb has made, which is the flexible dates. Now, that's something that the only place that I've seen this functionality is on flight search engines, right? So, for example, if you go on Kayak, um, you will be able to, you can say like, hey, I, I, I want to travel on these dates, but I'm flexible. I can go three days later, three days earlier. You could also say, hey, I just want to fly this month. Um, and that that option 
is is so valuable because it gives it gives um, the user so much more flexibility, and it really allows the user to find the best prices. Now, I've been flexible for a really long time. I lived, uh, as you guys probably know, I lived uh, out of my suitcase for eight years, so I was always flexible in terms of traveling, and I always use this option on the flight search engines because you know I don't care if I fly tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. I just want to get the best price. And this is now going to, you know, Airbnb is now allowing their guests to uh, to do the same thing, to say, hey, you know what, I want to, in June, I want to go to, you know, somewhere in nature for a week. Uh, I can, you know, I can go a day later, a day earlier, doesn't really matter. I just want to find like a good deal, right? And now Airbnb allows the guests to do that. So again, it's it's the same consequence. I think it's it's going to increase the amount of people that find uh, a good a place that they want to book. Uh, but also, I, I really believe this is going to attract more people to the Airbnb platform, right? Because this is such a big deal. Like if you can, if you are flexible um, and you can find like a really good deal, you might be able to save like half of the price, right? Um, by by having this, this flexibility. So I think on the guest side, it's going to really attract a lot of people to the platform. Uh, but on the host side, this is a really interesting feature, I think, in terms of our strategy as a host, uh, because what it basically, in my opinion, what it means is that I think listings are going to become more price sensitive. So what I mean by that is if you decrease the price of your listing, you're now more likely than before to be found. Right, because Airbnb, what Airbnb is going to do, it's when people have these flexible searches, Airbnb is going to show them those listings that are attractively priced, right? And um, and so I think lowering your price is going to have a, a bigger effect on the chance that you're going to get booked, right? So that's one thing. Like our calendar gaps, I think, are going to be easier to to be filled up. I think this is specifically important for people that are in markets where the demand is very uh, skewed throughout the week. So, for example, if you're if you're in a place that gets a lot of weekend travelers, then you're probably having trouble booking up the weekdays. Um, so what a lot of those hosts do is they say, well, you you can't stay from, from Friday to Sunday. We want you to stay from Friday to Monday. If you're not staying from Friday to Monday, we don't want the booking, right? Um, or maybe it's like a, a minimum night stay of three or four nights. Um, I think those those settings, I think we can, we can relax those a little bit going forward because it's going to be easier to book up book up those weekdays because people are going to be able to find them, right? People are going to be able to see like, hey, uh, if instead of going Saturday to Tuesday, if you go Monday to Thursday, you're, you know, you're, you're saving 30%, right? Um, or whatever it may be. So I think that's a, that's a, a pretty uh, significant uh, change to, uh, to the strategy that, uh, that we should be uh, adapting as um as Airbnb hosts. So let's see, um, what else? I made some notes. I'm just going to go through them, make sure I don't forget anything. Um, I think in general also, because Airbnb tested this functionality and they said that uh, 90, there's been 90 million searches that made use of this flexible uh, date functionality. Uh, this year, they tested it out in certain markets. So what that tells me is that people guests are, are loving this functionality. And as we all know, people are very flexible right now, right? About 50% of people are still working remotely. Uh, a lot of companies have closed down their offices for good. A lot of people are adopting the digital nomad lifestyle. So people are going to be more flexible uh, in the future. And that's, of course, why Airbnb implemented this, uh, this feature. Um, I also think that uh, because of all this, all these options, I think that lesser known markets will see an increase in demand. Um, because again, um, Airbnb is going to show listings that otherwise wouldn't necessarily show up, right? So instead of, let's say you're in Los Angeles and you're, you know, where do people from Los Angeles travel? They, they travel to Joshua Tree, to Palm Springs. But now you could say like, hey, I want to stay I want to I want to stay in uh you know in in like a, a on a farm or something and an Airbnb is going to show them all the farm stays, but that's gonna that's gonna increase the visibility of a lot of places that you know people might have never heard about before, 
Um, so I think those markets are, are going to do really well. Um, and again, I think that's already the trend anyway. People are already discovering the sort of the more off the beaten track uh, areas. Right, so that's on the uh, that's on the the guest flexibility side. Um, the other big update is there's a lot of updates when it comes to the guest experience, um, and those are you know some of them are pretty good, like a faster checkout process. Um, a lot of other like smaller updates that I think uh, we don't necessarily have to go through all of them. Um, a lot of uh, stuff has to do with the navigation and the the maps and just kind of like the user interface of the Airbnb platform. Um, they've definitely put some uh, focus on experiences as well. Um, so, you know, for example, the map displays where Airbnb experiences are located in relation to your stay, inclusive experiences. Uh, there's a lot of updates when it comes to uh, when it comes to that side. But I think uh, the other major upgrade is really on the sign-up process, right? Because signing up for Airbnb turned kind of turned into a bit of a complicated process over the last couple of years it used to be very simple, but then they added all these new functionalities and there's a thousand amenities that you can choose from. And you have to come up with a title. You have to come up with a description. You have to like figure out how to order your photos, um, all that kind of stuff. It, it's become a bit of a tedious process. And I think Airbnb was probably losing a lot of uh, potential users because the sign-up process was too difficult. They probably recognized that. And uh, so what they've done is they really upgraded the sign-up process. So now it's a very simple 10-step process. Uh, it's visually more appealing. There's fewer options. And so what I think is going to happen is uh, Airbnb is going to see an uptick in the conversion from uh, people that start creating the listing for, to actually having an active listing, which, of course, is all good news for us, right? More people on Airbnb, more listings. Um, the, you know, More people are on Airbnb. Uh, I think the better in the future, even if they're hosts, you know, some people might think, oh, I don't want another host on the platform. That's competition. But then the end of the day, like, you know, the, the, the more people we can get on the Airbnb platform, I think in the end of the day, that's, that's just uh, raising the tide uh, for, for all of us. So um, the today tab is something new um, experiences, host resources. Um, that's another thing that they changed. I, I quickly mentioned it uh, earlier on the call. Um, they're going to provide, um, Lots of lots of tips and auto fill details. They're going to do uh, auto arranging of photos, suggested title, description starter. Essentially, they they're trying to make it as easy as possible for people to uh, to sign up as a as a host, um, including the host education that they've added. So the one-on-one meetings with uh, super hosts. Um, they have all sorts of training and videos and stuff that they've uh, added. So. Um, there's a lot of updates on this side. Ask a super host, uh, prepare for your first guest, um, you know, all geared to, you know, making the signup experience uh, uh, better, but also some uh, some stuff that is uh, is an upgrade for the current host, like faster messaging. I think that's a, that's a really good one because I think it's gotten really slow uh, over the years. Uh, some new functionalities, like you can search your inbox or some filters that they added. Personalized quick replies. I think that's a really good addition that they should have implemented that years ago, because uh, that's one of the biggest reasons people start using a PMS is that you can send those personalized responses and those automated messages, scheduled messages. I think that's been available for a while in uh, in some markets. Um, so most people probably are already familiar with this. But yeah, being able to schedule messages is uh, is big, right? That's uh, like I said, that's one of the main functionalities that we use PMS. Uh, systems for, but we can now do that on uh, on Airbnb. All right, going down the list, what else do we have? Um, I think this stuff is all not super super major. Uh, the support, world class support. Well, let's. Uh, I think the jury's still out on that whether that's world class, but uh, we'll see. Uh, in any case, they have uh, implemented a lot of uh, upgrades to their support platform. Um, I think the most significant one is uh, they 2xed the amount of uh, global support staff. Uh, so we might actually get some responses quicker or we don't have to wait on the phone for like 10, 15 minutes before uh, before we get support. And also they've gone from 11 to 42 languages in, in their, uh, for support as well. So I think that's uh, very much needed. 
Um, again, I you know, probably everybody in this group probably shares my skepticism on uh, how good the support is going to be if it qualifies as world class. But at least you know, there's a there's there's improvement. Uh, there's improvement there. So with that said, um, let me see if I've missed anything. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it on 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 my end. So I'm gonna stop sharing. Oh yeah, I want to share one more thing, um, which is um, which is kind of kind of interesting. So I'm gonna stop sharing my screen, but then I'm going to share it again, just a different different window. Because who in this group has watched the actual announcements? Raise your hand if you watched the announcements. Did you watch it live or did you watch the? Did you watch it later? Let's see. Later. Dropping a comment in the chat. Later, live. Okay, so most people have seen uh, have seen the announcement. So um, I almost fell off my chair as I watched it because do you guys remember when Chesky went through like the how you can uh, how you can just say that you want to stay in a castle or a lighthouse or something like that, and depending on where you are, it's going to show you a listing. <laughs> well, guess what? I, I stayed at this place. The one that he showed in Catalonia. Um, I actually stayed there last year. So I just want to share my Instagram real quick. And uh, you see, this is this is it. This is uh, it's called Castel de Laes. Um, if you're ever in Barcelona, go book this place. It's only a couple hundred bucks a night. I, I just I was shocked uh, to see how cheap this castle was. We went with 10 people, and I think including food. Transportation, everything it came down to like, I think it was like 300 euros per person for a Friday to Monday stay at a castle, which was completely insane. And it, it was amazing. This castle is like 1300 years old. Um, it's in the middle of a national park. It's, it's got a little church attached to it. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing. We, there's amazing hiking down there. So we, we did a lot of hiking, we did dinners. Uh, obviously, we drank a lot of wine, ate a lot of tapas, and uh, we enjoyed the view, of course. So, so yeah, it was uh, kind of cool that, uh, that 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 he shared that castle in the uh, in the announcement. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's my two cents. Uh, I want to pass it on to Tebow and see if uh, see what he thinks about all of this. Tebow, uh, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm very impressed with the Easter egg that uh, I know people are listening to us now, but apparently uh, Chesky is on your case, uh, Jasper, and is following your every move. So you better watch out. <laughs> well, he does um, follow me. He does follow me on Twitter. I, I noticed recently. Mm -hmm, there we go. Um, yeah, so I think it's a great summary, really, uh, 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 Jasper. And uh, what I would say, I would just put my head again because I, I worked sort of, you know, in. Um, in your opposing camp, right? I was working at booking for some at some point. So what I can tell you is that when I look at this first, I think it's a great um, marketing exercise, right? Like today we are talking about it like, wow, look at that. They, they were able to get 103 features out. So I think it's great because it means that across the company, they are able to get up with so much stuff. Remember, they've laid off 25% of their people last year, right? They're still able to come up with new stuff like this. Uh, even if a few things like, you know, the flexible dates, I've been out for a few months, or just as Jasper said, schedule, schedule messages as well. But still, a few of these things we had not, not heard about. Some of the things are not ready yet. I think the super host support won't be there, I think you correct me if I'm wrong, like end of Q2, I think for the US and then global September. It's not there yet. But anyway, that's, you know, it's fair game. And when you do announcement like this, you put together everything you have or will be out soon. Um, but that's something that a company like Verbo or Booking.com usually doesn't do, right? Like, because it takes a lot of marketing muscle to be able to pull this together, package it. And then it, it making it so big that it's worth a press release, an event with the CEO, and the CEO did a freaking demo, right? It's not, imagine, can you imagine a CEO of a company, like, I don't know, doing a demo of their product software, you could think. So this, it's very important because it really shows how hands-on it is. He is on this. So this, this, this list, I think Jasper, again, you went through a lot of them because some of these, I would say some, it's, it's a bit of a laundry list at some point, right? I mean, some of things, to your point, are amazing. I will talk about this in detail, but the flexible dates in terms of tech, 
or what it can do for hosts. I agree completely. It's very, very interesting. But I don't know if you go to, I think, number, tw number, number 57 of the updates they had. I think number, number, I'm reading 57 is when you complete your new listing, Sandy and Brian will be there to celebrate the moment. Who knows what, who Sandy is? Any idea in the chat? So Sandy is his parents' dog. So what it means, so feature number seven, when you're done listing, you get a photo of Brian Chesky with a dog. So I'm not sure this really qualifies as a feature. And again, maybe we're going a bit too much into the whole Brian Chesky cult here. But okay, just that's why I meant like, it's really important is kind of exercises. You think it's always marketing. There's always going to be great things and things you're like, meh. Some things are good for hosts. So it's going to be interesting for a lot of us. Some things, again, are more like, you know, for like cities who use a city portal to know about regulations. It's really good for them. Airbnb is talking to all their stakeholders. We all know regulations are important. Is it major for a lot of people? Not but they had to talk to all the stakeholders. So again, that's why to me, it qualifies a great exercise that not many people can, can really do in, in, in this industry. Um, getting back to, to uh, what you said again, I think I really noted you, I, I'm not gonna repeat everything you said, uh, Jasper, on the, on the flexible search. So I would just add a few things. Um, the flexible search to your point, it's actually good for hosts. Uh, and I think a lot of you have maybe properties, not just in big urban cities, but also, you know, in, in, in around cities, maybe in uh, suburban areas or maybe rural areas, right? Where traditionally Airbnb has not been that good, right? It's more like a verbal land or verbal is very, very strong in those markets. And it means like a lot of case, um, the issue for Airbnb was to actually show any results or enough results that we would say, yep, I got enough result that I found Airbnb um, relevant and I'm not going to leave to go to Verbo, just as Jasper said, right? So if you turn around these features, you think, well, basically, uh, let's put um, flexible matching. Flexible matching again, they're going to show you properties. You're going to imagine you filter out things really deeply, a certain date, a certain place, and you want a hot tub, you want a pool and something. Of course, at some point you filter so much, you, the results will be like almost like nothing. So they don't, Airbnb doesn't want you to see an empty list or something just like two properties that are crazy expensive. They're going to show you things that are almost as you wanted, but maybe like minus one or two amenities. And then they're going to strike through what's not available. So at least you're aware what's, what's, it's not exactly what you're asking for. This is what's going to be missing, but it's good enough. What's interesting to me on the technical viewpoint, it takes a lot, a lot of resources to calculate what to show people at that exact moment when they don't have exactly what people want, because it means they have to retrieve other things, but they also, they probably also behind the scenes, they have, they have a model, they have data that tells them, okay, if somebody wanted this list of things, if we show them a, something else, but just without a hot tub, they're still going to be booking. So it's incredible because it means like on the fly, they can show to people something that's very personalized in terms of search. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and again, it does mean that if you don't have a hot tub, your property will be there. So it's actually good for you as well. Again, if you are in an area where Airbnb usually doesn't have much supply, gives you another chance to shine, another chance to get visibility and that people will, will book on, on, on Airbnb. Um, if I go back here, basically in terms of tech, what it really means, Airbnb here is really helping with the discovery and awareness. There, a lot of the things maybe are not, maybe for people who are ready to book straight away. So it's a bit different. What I mean is that, for example, if you use the I'm flexible date with dates, it means basically I'm a bit less qualified, right? I don't really know when I want to travel. I, I kind of know where, but... I enter the dates, I say, ah, show me a weekend in May or June. It's not super qualified, right? But it's enabling me to discover your properties. Uh, so it's very important again. So it shows to for people who are not ready to book, they also have something to give them inspiration. So it's very important that suddenly it's not a book, just a booking engine, it's also an inspiration engine, right? So they help you discover things and can bookmark things and come back later again, gives you a chance. 
gives you, you know, stand out with your photos, with your title, gives you a chance for, to, again, be remembered and uh, maybe get booked at some point. Um, so it's really, what I'm saying, it's really a, a way for, for people to discover more and also get, give awareness. Um, we look at the, the example of the castle. So here you could think it's very anecdotal in a way that, yeah, castle, yurts, and tree houses. Obviously, it's not what the volume is, right? Volume is in the condos, the apartments, in the cities, in, in, in Florida, or it's kind of, that's where the volume is, the money is usually for Airbnb. Yet, what they learned in 2020, they had to make this big effort going after the traditional vacation rental markets, going to the sea, mountain, rural markets. So they have to enable people to discover these markets, one. And two, they also want people to know that Airbnb is special, that they have supply that nobody else has. As you may know, Actually, like 80% of, of the properties on Airbnb are unique to Airbnb. It's fascinating. I mean, if I'm talking especially people who have like one property, right? 80% will not list elsewhere. So that's why you see Verbo, for example, having this amazing campaign right now, telling that they're going to they're going after Superhost, list with us. We're going to have this service. We're going to onboard you with a real team, real humans. We'll onboard you because we want you to also try out Verbo. So what Airbnb really wants, though, they really want to make people to have guests discover this treehouse, yurts, and the rest. All these things they talk about in press releases usually, you know, it's like, yeah, meh, you know, it's PR, it's what Airbnb is talking about. Who's gonna, you know, how many people book really in a yurt? Doesn't matter. It's really important for Airbnb to show that they have supply that nobody else has. It keeps the the whole myth around Airbnb that's about like unique hosts. Not about us with multiple properties, of course. It's it's about very unique places, not about condos, not about apartments. Again, it's very important. And, and again, in terms of tech, I'm blown away, exactly as Jasper said, right? Depending on what property type you're looking for, it's going to zoom in or zoom out, zoom out in, in, in the searches, right? If you look, if you live in San Francisco looking for a beachfront place, this is going to show you places around on, on the Pacific coast, basically. If you're looking for a treehouse in another area, they're going to basically search in a bigger area because they, they know they don't have that many treehouses, right? So they have to expand the search to more places to show you relevancy, right? So again, it's very important because it does mean in the end, if, I go to, if I'm a guest, I go to Airbnb, I get choices. And I will not leave until maybe I can bookmark or it gives me fewer reasons to leave before I book. So it's, it's, I think it's, on that point, it's fascinating. So I get very enthusiastic. Don't hesitate to interrupt me or ask questions uh, because I'm, I'm, I think it's really good. Um, now I can go to the host side if you want. So the hosting side, I think, I, I think it's John, you, John, John, you're an ambassador, I think, right? Um, as, we told, as I just said on the guest side, we saw that Airbnb is talking to people who are not ready to book, right? You're not ready to book. You're searching for inspiration. I'm going to help you discover things and enter maybe, you know, um, you want to go out on a weekend in June, July, you're not ready, I'm going to still address your needs and cater to your needs. The issue Airbnb has as well on the hosting side that some people would land on a join page, on the sign-up page, listing creation page, but they were just not ready. I'm like, you know, on the fence. They didn't know about the, uh, the short-term rental inner circle, for example, right? So they were on the fence, right? But there was nothing to address these people who were on the fence, right? There was not even a form where they would collect the email address of a lead and tell them, here's, you know, here's like 10 emails, educational email we can send you to how to list. This, this, this did not exist. And believe it or not, on Booking.com and Verbo does not exist anymore. So if you have a business, it's mind-boggling, right? You have people who are coming to your website who say, ah, I, I'm on the fence. And you're just like, nope. No, we just want to talk to people who are ready to book or ready to list. And these people can go straight away. And they're like, like, who's ready to make a life-changing decision like starting to rent out their place? It's crazy. So this is where John comes in. <laughs> in a sense that, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I see from the outside is pretty fascinating. Is that if you look at their joint page, sign-up page nowadays, they're really telling you that if you're not ready, you can go online and book 
an, a group session, a webinar, basically, with a super host, an ambassador. So they will talk you into do this. And if I'm correct as well, I think ambassadors are even rewarded if they educate people, they nurture them, and they get them active and get them to get their first bookings. So I think it's pretty amazing, right? So suddenly they are talking to these people. And all through this new funnel, at any time people listing have a question, they can talk to a super host. And I don't, I've been on the tech side, and usually what we do, we, you know, we take videos of what people are doing on a website. So it's anonymous, but we look, and you have no clue how many, I mean, it's crazy how many people get stuck when they list their place. And first, for example, the way Booking did, the first, they had like, the, like the first thing we would ask you is, what's the name of your property? Obviously, the Booking tool was built for hotels. Every hotel has a name. Right, easy. But if again, if my condo is condo 1F somewhere in Florida, how shall I name it? And it's a freaking mandatory field. So I, I can't I have to come back until I find a good name. So what they do here, if you look carefully in what Airbnb did, they still need this, but they moved out at the end of the funnel, one. And two, they give you prompts. For example, because you said it was like a child-friendly and spacious, they already give you sort of like a, an example of a title, like, you know, um, um, great place for families that you can use either in your title or description. So they're really using what you, they give you hints, like all these AI tools you can use nowadays, and you can give you a few hints and they give you a whole, whole sentence, right? That's what they're doing in a bit. So it's very smart because it's incredible how many people, again, who are not ready to book, who don't have everything ready on the, you know, I don't have my name ready. They're going to help you. They're going to help you with the pricing, with the naming. So I think it's, again, it's, it's very interesting because they really need more supply. They need more supply. So as we saw on the guest side, if they have holes in their supply, they're just going <laughs> to extend the search or show something like this, like good enough that you will be booking. Same thing. You need more supply. So I'm just pushing it, but I'm just saying it in a way it's completely what you should be doing in 2021. It's all about supply, right? You guys are adding properties. That's the game they also uh, are about right now. Awesome. Thank you, Thibault, for your uh, your two cents. Um, definitely said some really interesting stuff. Um, all right, let's open it up to the group. I would love to hear from, uh, from some of you guys. What are your thoughts? Uh, do you have any questions? What are your expectations? Are you going to change your strategy? Who wants to who wants to jump in and, uh, and share? Uh, so Alyssa says, I've already noticed extra superhost support. I've had a few issues recently, and Airbnb called me both times. Well, that's a uh, positive news. That's a good sign. Um, John, I'd love to hear from you as you are you're an Airbnb ambassador. You uh, you actually mentor uh, new hosts. What what are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I think in general, uh, I think it's amazing. I, I love updates, right? I do agree that a lot of it is marketing, right? It's part of the, the play, but I think all the features are great. I think on my knowledge to speak on really is the hosting side of things. And I actually have a few questions about that, but I think that process of me teaching people how to join the platform, I watch it. They get so frustrated so fast trying to figure things out and like get the listing up and going that a lot of them disappear. Um, some of them will finish it. Obviously, even with my help, they'll finish it. But I think this, you're right. I think it's going to make it way easier to list a place and then get that extra support, which a lot of these people just want to hear a voice from another super host or something to like kind of... Uh, give them insurance that this actually works. Uh, am I actually setting this up right? Like, what am I really doing? Because nobody knows when they're first starting off. Um, my question is also though about the technical side, because you always preach it to us too, that when Airbnb adds these new features, we should be kind of like the first at it to like jump on it, right? Like if, like uh, the auto messaging, right? The auto messaging, a lot of us here have multiple places. So we do, uh, like I use smart Airbnb or smart BNB for all my messaging. Now, do you guys believe that 
that could affect your listing at all? Or do you think it's more beneficial to be using as many tools as you can on Airbnb? Um, so my thoughts on that are, I think when it comes to the functionality that really makes the air, the user experience um, better. Uh, so for example, using instant book, uh, having a flexible cancellation policy, I think those are things that Airbnb really wants to push. And so I think that those functionalities do influence uh, potentially your visibility. I mean, instant book, we know that it does. Um, some of these other features we don't know. Um, I think... Um, it's a good question because obviously having scheduled messages does improve the user experience. Uh, you know, you get an instant uh, confirmation of your of your booking, an instant message. Um, I think that does increase the improve the user experience. I uh, my gut feeling is that I don't think they they would penalize you for not using it in this case, but that's you know speculation on my part. Hmm. Another thing that I think was kind of weird out of all the updates, to be honest, I was shocked that they didn't have a video feature. I was thought for sure, here it comes, they're going to have some way to have a video tour of your place or, or something. And they didn't. And that to me was like the biggest shock. I was like, wow, I thought for sure they were going to drop this. From all the inside tips and stuff I was getting, I was like, for sure. So that one was the biggest shocker to me. Um, I'm not sure how much I can comment on this part too, but I know Omar probably is a big part of these chats too, but we've been having a lot of private meetings with Airbnb in these, in these groups, right? They, they've breaking off some of the super hosts and joining these, uh, Airbnb super groups, I guess, where somebody from Airbnb is talking with other super hosts to get real honest feedback. Uh, um, and I think to me, that's like such an improvement on actually getting feedback from real people and then making adjustments. So to me, that's more on the host side. It's not, they're not really making huge uh, marketing announcements on that. But to me, that was like a real eye opener. Like uh, maybe I should buy some more stocks in Airbnb. <laughs> and then it, it just made me realize that like, maybe they are taking a lot of the extra steps to fix some of these issues because they were really concerned. They asked all of us in our group of 10 these questions and then we were on there for an hour and they were really diving through it and then they followed up with us. So I think there's a lot of positive changes for the host. It I feels that way. Um, by the way, I share your uh, surprise that they didn't add any, any video, video functionality. I'm, I'm not sure why. Well, the only thing I can think of is maybe it, you know, videos are big files. So maybe it interferes with the speed of the website or something. It's the only thing I can think of. I want to go to uh, Janet. Janet, you mentioned in the chat that you want to share some thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was excited when I heard his some of his announcements, um, even as a practicality of, of being a guest and doing searches myself. Um, one of the things is a few years ago, we did a, a last minute trip to Oahu. We went to Hawaii and we've um, searched the whole island because it's last minute and there was very little availability. You know, we were going to go for, I think, about nine nine days, something like that. And um, so it might have been 10 days. Um, anyway, so you put in your start and your end date and very little comes up. So I probably spent five hours. I mean, it was so time consuming for me because I went without any dates in mind and searched every property in the areas of the island I wanted to stay in. I didn't want to stay in Waikiki. I like Kailua and I like Kailiva and, and stuff like that on the other sides of the island. And I looked at every listing, scrolled all the way down listing to their calendar and looked at their availability. And I pieced together a stay depending on, like, and I was writing on a notepad what dates everyone had. You know, oh, this one has this date and this date. So we stayed at three different properties. We stayed, you know, uh, two different properties in uh, Kailua for, I think, uh, two or three nights each, and then uh, went to uh, Haleiwa for three nights. But it wasn't, I because I couldn't have this, like, this uh, flexible search thing to find these properties and what is available, it was, like, so time-consuming. I mean, like, clicking on hundreds and hundreds of properties 
to see, to click on their calendar just to see what they have available. Um, so I think that as far as a like marketing strategy, it's going to benefit all of us. It definitely will make Airbnb the go-to place because of the convenience. And like you say, I've only seen this before on, um, you know, air, when I'm trying to book air, airline flight before. And that I think that's going to be a really great thing. And then the other thing that came to mind with this um, searching by um, for the unique stays, what are they calling it? Flexible type of place? What was it called? Flexible destinations. Yeah, flexible destinations. Um, that just made us go, wow, that is, um, it really pays off to have unique properties. Something that is like, and, and it makes us think we need, that's what we need to be looking for right now because you're going to pop up. People are going to just for fun see where we can stay. I can stay on a pirate ship. I can stay at a, you know, um, whatever crazy place you were saying a castle or, or what have you. But um, we've seen it ourselves. And if you, if I can share a, a, my screen for a second, I want to show you one of our properties. Um, uh, so I just hit the share screen and I just, Okay. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Okay. Can you guys see this listing? Yep. Okay. So this is a little property we have, and it is the teeniest, tiniest um, little uh, cottage. And it's actually a duplex cottage. So there's there's a door on this side, and there's a door on this side, and we list both of them. So um, we call it the Tommy Bahama Beach Cottage, stuffed to sandwich bites. So, um, we, I mean, we could even do this listing better. but what I'm saying is this thing books so well because it's a tiny house. <laughs> I mean, it, and then on the other side too, we, the other one is themed out Tiki. And let me see, I think I already have that one. Uh, this is the other side. And it is, I, I don't know if they're like 300 square feet. They're really, really small. Um, but we got all bamboo kind of stuff in, in the listing. Um, and we just went with it, you know, but it's, it's really, really tiny and people love it. Um, so this is like, what I'm thinking is how can we do more of this? Um, you know, what more can we do? And my husband is thinking like, and he's been trying to push me for years on our doing, um, uh, boats like in the marina. And now I'm like really clicking in. I'm thinking that is something that we need to to maybe pursue um, because people want unique things. They want the treehouse. They want the um, how do I unshare? Oh, stop. I can, share do, I can do it for you. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Am I back now? Um, yep. Yeah. So you know whether it's like uh, we rent people's boats on the marina. Um, you know, that they're not using and, um, or we actually, you know, he's looking at listings and, you know, we can buy a boat for like $50,000. Um, you know, he's, and it might be, it might be the way to go. We might actually be able to list these for, it's, it's amazing what people will pay, like for a really nice property. Uh, as a, I mean, they could get a really nice place with a pool and a track home with a lot of space where they can get this teeny tiny place that is unique and they'll take it for the same price. So, yep. um, because it's just so unique and yeah, you're spot on with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's just where my brain is going with this new thing. Cause it seems like they're going to be featured more and highlighted more and you're going to get more exposure if you're, uh, have some sort of unique thing. So if you can like grab, um, put it in a unique category in some way or really theme it out to make it really, but then even just having a theme, it's not going to really get into this category. It needs to like somehow fit in that category. Thing. Yeah. It needs to be listed as a, as, as one of the properties that they include um, in those, in the flexible destinations and that differs by country, right? So before, before you buy your boat or your tiny home, you should check out in your country, in your area, like what do, what are the suggestions on the guest side, right? Um, but I think you're 100% spot on. Um, one thing that I noticed when I was in, uh, in California, uh, I actually searched for an Airbnb just for fun uh, in Lukidia. 
uh, just north of San Diego, where I was staying with Eric. And um, I was shocked to see there was a, a van on Airbnb. And literally, it was somebody who just literally threw a mattress in a van, parked it somewhere. There was nothing else, no bathroom, no shower, nothing. And that thing was listed for over $100 a night. And uh, it was almost fully booked. And I was like, wow, that van probably cost you know, less than $10,000. The mattress <laughs> was probably like 500 bucks <laughs> max. And that host is now making potentially like $2,2500 a month on that thing, which completely blew my mind. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. But before we do that, I want to thank Thibaut, our very special guest for staying up. It's late in the Netherlands because uh, Thibaut actually lives in the Netherlands um, because that's where he used to work. The headquarters, Booking.com headquarters is uh, is in Amsterdam. So Thibaut, I want to thank you so much for staying up and uh, you know, sharing your perspective with us. And before we uh, wrap up, uh, let everybody know where they can find you and learn from you. Sure. Once again, thanks for having me, Jasper. Always good to see you uh, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> um, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Great questions tonight. Uh, so the site is Rental Scale Up, Rental Scale Up, because you want to scale up your business, I guess, rentalscale.com. So if you go to rentalscale.com slash newsletter, you have access to this free newsletter. And basically every week, I send these kind of insights. You know, What are the big platforms doing verbal booking and arrest? What are market trends in Europe, US, and Asia, and what are the latest tech? And also, how can basically you can use them? It's not just like, hey, here's a press release, and I'm going to just republish press release. I don't do that. It's like that's my take on what's going on. So, hopefully, I hope to see you there. And uh, again, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, you come back sometime. You know, I'll, uh, I'll invite you more often uh, on on these calls for sure. And um, just before we wrap up, you, know, you made a good comment on the videos. Like John was asking, why don't they have a vigil? Airbnb have video functionality, uh, and you're saying it's it's heavy, it's harder to control. That hosts are not using them to show messages such as book direct, right? And I think that's a really good point because in those videos, it'll be really easy to sneak in some uh, some clues as to how people can find you directly, and that's obviously what Airbnb wants to prevent. In the photos, they can uh, they can use an algorithm to scan scan that but in videos that'd be much harder so i think that's a that's a good point all right guys so thank you for joining everybody it was good to see you and we will be back next week of course and then this call will be at 2 p.m pst so we can welcome our australian friends as well so see you next week all right well that was the recording of the training in the short-term rental profit academy i hope you enjoyed that hope you got some uh, some takeaways from the call and if you want to be on these calls in the future i wanted to provide you with a special offer to join the short-term rental profit academy especially for the podcast listeners get paid for your pet podcast listeners i created a special code gpfyp that's the abbreviation of get paid for your pet. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar with that uh, with that code by now because it's also the code that I use for all the technology platforms. So if you ever sign up for a, uh, a technology tool, it's always worth to try and put in that code to GPFYP or, or PAD. Sometimes I use PAD. PAD, and then oftentimes you'll get a discount. So, But if you go to strprofitacademy.com, and you enter the code GPFYP, you will get $500 off the price. So normally it's $14.97. You get a $500 discount. So we, uh, we take it down to $9.97. And for that price, you will get uh, access to all of our online content. So again, the, the online content is designed to help people uh, really get started with Airbnb and uh, build a either a management company or start listing your own units uh, like I do or uh, or do rental arbitrage, whatever you want to do. We have uh, the education in our course. Uh, it also comes with a Facebook group uh, where you can ask questions. But most importantly, you will also get access to the weekly live calls that I personally run. So you'll be able to ask questions every single week. Um, and uh, those calls last for about an hour. 
Um, but also you get access to all of the recordings from uh, the calls that we did in the last two years. So pretty much anything you want to learn about, we've covered on these calls as well. So I think that's incredible uh, value. Uh, I get a lot of requests for one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, uh, private coaching from people. And uh, honestly, what I always tell them is like, hey, you know, you might as well just sign up for the Profit Academy because, you know, like that's that's a lot more cost effective. Um, than uh, than doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? Because that's going that that type of coaching is is going to be very expensive. Because as you under, as you probably understand, me and Eric, we're we're running not only the Profit Academy, we're running Legends X, our accelerator, we're running a mastermind, and so we have very very limited time. Um, but honestly, if you join the Profit Academy, you you can be on these Zoom calls every single week. So you can you can ask me all, any questions you want, uh, and I'll give you feedback. So uh, I I just think that's uh, you know if you if you spent one year uh, on those calls, then that's fifty calls, that's fifty hours, um, for just nine ninety seven, right? So that's if you break it down like that, it's twenty dollars an hour. Um, if you're gonna do private coaching with us, it's gonna be uh, a lot higher than that. So um, so again, if you want to join. Um, you you can get a discount now, uh, five hundred dollars off. Get paid for your pad, listeners only. G P F Y P is the code. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at Jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. So I thought it'd be cool to uh, to offer this discount, you know, to kind of celebrate the the biggest update that Airbnb has ever done on the platform. And also this very special podcast episode, as I've never, uh, I've never done any anything like this before on the podcast. So if you enjoyed this, let me know, and you know I can do this uh, type of podcast more often. Um, and I uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you inside of the Profit Academy on our on our weekly calls in the in the near future. So if you want to join, go to strprofitacademy.com where you can sign up. And that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, next week, we'll be back with a regular episode of Get Paid for Your Path. So until then.